You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. I'm really excited about today's episode because we have an in-house guest, one of our Ducks Unlimited employees and a colleague of mine, a friend of mine, Mark Horowitz, our manager of youth and education programs. And so we're uh, getting sort of towards the end of this of this season and trying to bring some variety here as we close things out and talking about some of the other programs that are underway within the organization. Mark, great to have you on the podcast. Welcome, man. Mike, thank you for... Thank you for having me. It's good to be here, man. It's good to be in the office. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, just to be clear, we are distance, all that kind of stuff. We take care of that. You know, don't y'all be worried about us out there. <laughs> I, I saw a press release a few months ago r- referring to a, a scholarship program that Ducks Unlimited offers for sort of incoming university students. And that kind of gave me the idea of, hey, we need to talk with Mark about some of the programs, some of the exciting work that we do within our youth and education program. So that's kind of what we want to talk about. First off, I'll give you an opportunity to tell the listeners about your background. Where'd you come, where'd you come from? How long have you been with Ducks Unlimited? That type of stuff. Born and raised right here in Memphis, Tennessee. So this feels definitely uh, like home because it is. Um, I cut my teeth volunteering for the Ducks in college uh, at the University University of Mississippi, or as we call it, Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and then once I graduated, I got into the banking world. Um, yeah, it was just one of those deals where I was a business major. wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but um, ended up in the banking environment and absolutely loved it. And was in it's in banking for ten years. While I was involved in banking, one of the things that I loved most was the ability to get out and network in the community. And one of the things that led me to Ducks Unlimited was a very, very close friend of mine that I met through the Chamber of Commerce here in Memphis. Uh, It was actually Patty Carr, who was Doug Carr's wife. Uh, Doug Carr was a former volunteer for DU for over 30 years, and uh, they were instrumental in getting me back engaged with the organization from a volunteer standpoint and took over as area chairman of a local chapter, and uh, away I went and had an opportunity uh, to work for Ducks Unlimited. This was a new role within the organization back in 2013. Uh, Youth and Education Coordinator is what I applied for and uh, was was blessed to be hired here on at DU. And it'll be eight years, I guess, in, in April that I would have been here working for the Ducks. And so that's really kind of my path. I grew up hunting when I was five years old with my dad over in Arkansas and hunted in Mississippi of course, when I was in school at Ole Miss. And so great memories of being in the field and and now being able to pursue that passion and work with our youth has been absolutely a blessing. And uh, I love every minute of it. That's one of the more, one of the more exciting, rewarding 
aspects of Ducks Unlimited as, a, as an organization, when you look at the, the background of the people that work for us, that volunteer for us, come from all walks of life. You actually, as you said, came from the banking industry and you're now a staff member of Ducks Unlimited. But across our volunteers, of course, there are, I mean, it's just a tremendous diversity of backgrounds represented and we all coalesce around a shared interest in waterfowl and wetlands. And so it's it's a big family and it, it's cool to have you part of that, Mark. Thank you. And glad to ca- catch up with you. I've I've only been here at headquarters for a couple of years, but I've seen your name on, uh, in publications and in emails for a number of times, uh, for a long time. So great to catch up with you here. And I want to transition a bit to our topic here and our youth and education programs growing up. I was associated with Ducks Unlimited as long as I can remember. My dad was a volunteer, may have been an area chairman or something of that nature. So my brother and I were introduced to Ducks Unlimited, like many young folk, folks, as Green Wings. Mm-hmm. That was one of our youth, one of our flagship youth programs. Uh, so a lot of our listeners will probably be familiar with that. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk at a, at a larger level about some of the other programs that we, we may have within our youth or some of the other initiatives or efforts that we have within our youth and education program. So for those that may not be aware, what all falls under that umbrella of our youth and education? Great, great question, Mike. And, and yes, I mean, the Green Wing program has been around since the 1970s. And I remember going to events with my dad and winning lab prints and decoys. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And the, the Green Wing program is, is still going very strong for Ducks Unlimited. Um, but we started to um, step back and kind of look at the, the big picture. And we, we realized that, that the high school age members and our college age members was a great opportunity for us to energize a, a, a group that is going to be carrying the torch for us in the future. And the college chapter program was the first one to really spark for the Ducks. It started in 1984. Uh, the first chapter to actually charter was the University of Texas at Austin. And the first chapter to host an event was actually LSU, and they're still going strong today, along with about 120 other chapters. And so really, once the university program uh, took off, and, and then we started to step back and go, okay, we're, there, there's, there's that age of 12 to 17, the high school chapter program um, that we need to really look at. And so we started promoting it on a national level um, around 2014, and it, it was largely supported in North Carolina, which it still is today. North Carolina does a great job with their overall youth programs, but uh, it has expanded into other parts of the country. And the whole purpose behind both the varsity and the university program, one, is is ultimately to um, teach about conservation education, but also to share in the mission of fundraising for wetlands conservation. And so these young men and women are hosting their own events they are essentially running their own business and they are learning skills that they will take with them into their professional career, whether it be communication skills. Um, believe it or not, there are high school chapter students uh, that didn't know how to write a check or balance a checkbook um, because they just, they don't do that anymore. It's all done on a phone. And so, you know, teaching them those skills on how to um, you know, how, to, how not to spend more money than you got in the bank. Those are life lessons that they'll take with them forever. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been really, it's been a, a, a great, um, great process to be a part of. And I can't say enough about our volunteers 
that have jumped on board and have supported this uh, youth program effort. And it's grown. And what I'm most excited about recently is while we've been growing the varsity chapter program and the university chapter program, while continuing to provide uh, phenomenal Green Wing events across the country for our 11 and under members, things are starting to spin off of the varsity program and the university program that are outside of just the normal event fundraising um, structure. So we have other things that I know we'll get in and talk about, but some other exciting programs that are really starting to take off for both uh, varsity and university chapters. That's pretty cool, Mark. How many, you might've said this and I missed it while I was writing something down. How many varsity chapters do we have? So I didn't say, okay. uh, I should have. We, uh, around 60. Are, are they distributed broadly across the U.S. or do we have kind of a strong stronghold right now? We do have a stronghold. Um, the southeastern part of the country is is where a lot of our varsity chapters uh, currently are as far as our active chapters. Obviously, it goes without saying that the pandemic has affected our ability to go out and recruit new members to those chapters. That's, that is one of the biggest challenges of the varsity and university chapter program is you have, you only have your leaders in school for so long before they graduate and putting together a sustainable program is, is ultimately what we're all about. So the pandemic has affected that, no doubt. One of the things that I get particularly excited about whenever I see pictures of the, the different varsity chapters or university chapters is the the gender makeup of our members that we've had a, we had a conversation earlier on this on the podcast and maybe I think early this season uh, with some of our professional colleagues uh, Dr. Carla Gwynn, the CEO of Ducks Unlimited Canada and some of our other other colleagues university professors and graduate students were part of that conversation as well as some others as through the university hunt program increasingly we're seeing a shift in in a l- larger percentage of females come into the conservation profession. And it's pretty neat to see that same trend occur at our, at least my impression is, at the varsity and university level as well. Is that, am I seeing what's actually happening? We're getting a more diverse makeup of those chapters? You are, absolutely. In fact, we um, had the privilege this year to do a couple of hunts for DUTV, with some of our high school and collegiate chapters. And in one of those episodes, a young lady from actually from Ole Miss, uh, who was the chairman, was in that episode. So y'all get to see that. But yeah, we absolutely. And and one of the things I was talking about earlier, as far as a spinoff of the the program, uh, the original program that we're that we're very excited about is our collegiate leadership summit called Third Term. And it is amazing not only to see the growth in in this program where students from across the country can come to Memphis, learn about, you know, more about our conservation mission, more more about Ducks Unlimited's history and and, and just how to be better leaders, but the, the growth and participation from the female uh, volunteer has been a very good surprise for all of us. And there are a lot of leaders for our chapters that, that, are, that are ladies, and quite honestly, they're more organized and uh, a little bit better than some of our guys, but uh, absolutely, we're excited to see that diversity. Mark, do you have a lot of stories about how people have been introduced to Ducks Unlimited through either the varsity or university chapter and have now gone on to lead our regular chapters or 
Are there any that you can think of that have now become employees of Ducks Unlimited? Any of those exciting stories? Because I know that's certainly part of it. We we hope we want to share that message with them and then in turn recruit them long term. Do we have any idea, either either particular stories or sort of a larger scale, any numbers on the the degree to which these people continue on to be members or volunteers? Yeah. So Mike, that's probably one of the most um, exciting features of, of this program that we get to see the involvement from, you know, someone that started either as a varsity chapter volunteer that then goes on to the university program and then either works for DU or takes on either a state or even a national uh, committee position. And we did, we did a poll um, last year, just kind of a, a very, um, uh, rough poll where we sent an email out to all the Ducks Unlimited um, staff members across the country and asked how many of them came up through the varsity and university chapter program. And it was over 50 wow. that we know of. Um, I could start rattling off names of people, but the, the really the cool thing to see is how the varsity program it's a pipeline for volunteers that do go to the college chapter ranks and either make that chapter stronger, or we've seen a lot of cases where college chapters were kind of waffling in the wind because they didn't have that leadership. Somebody from a varsity chapter comes and steps in and takes over and just runs with it. And to see some of the participation out of the state and national committees too is really, really cool. I I will uh, highlight one state recently that I've seen is Georgia. Um, Jeff Barnes, who's their state chairman, has done a phenomenal job of placing people in roles with his state committee that have come up through the college chapter ranks. And it's no wonder that the state of Georgia is just one of many that has really excelled in supporting their college chapter and, and varsity chapter program. So, yeah. You had to have taken a great deal of pride whenever you saw those results come in, you know, 50 of our, you said staff, right? It was a staff server that had come through those programs. That had to make you feel pretty good, right? It does. It does. And, you know, I I guess technically I did too, even though I won't date myself and tell you when I was at Ole Miss, there was no varsity program when I was around. I'll just say that. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Mark, you're obviously a very influential part of the overall youth and education program being the the on-staff manager here, but but you don't do it alone. So I want to give you an opportunity here to to give a nod to our volunteers, the senior leaders, uh, senior leadership on involved in these programs and anybody else at that volunteer level that that deserves recognition. Sure. You don't have to name everybody. I realize well, that's no, a tough thing to do. It, but. it is, but I will say I, I'm I, there. The volunteers have been extremely influential in the growth of this program. Um, but I, I would be um, kicking myself uh, walking out of here if I didn't mention my other colleagues that I get to work with too. Um, Zach Pegram, he is the Youth and Education Coordinator in Region 4. Uh, and then Justin Acock is in Region 7. Obviously, we have eight fundraising regions and, and they cover two of them with their respective positions. And um, also my boss, uh, David Schusler, who's just been instrumental in really taking this program on and saying it's 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 going to live under me and what we do as a as a national uh, event fundraising organization and so great great folks to work with but as far as the volunteers uh, that have they've really led the way uh, right now Harold Cannon is our senior advisory to youth and education um, the National Youth and Education Committee and I have known Harold's 
gosh, well before I started working for DU, back when I was uh, volunteering for a local chapter here in Memphis. And he uh, he says he has big shoes to fill because Ronald Robertson was uh, the outgoing senior uh, advisory to the National Youth and Education Committee. And, and, and I would say both of those gentlemen have done a tremendous job of engaging the committee and recognizing the importance of not just the varsity and university chapter program, but of, of, of all the, the, all three phases, green wing varsity and university. So, um, Dr. Ronald Robertson was instrumental in getting the scholarship program off the ground, which we'll talk about here shortly. But, uh, yeah, Harold Cannon as well. Um, he just, we work well together and really enjoy our, our time working on these programs. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Programs together. We do want to talk about the scholarship program here momentarily. Before we do, I wanted to give you an opportunity to say anything else about any of the other programs that fall with under uh, fall under the work that you do. Yeah. So just real quick, um, one of the things that we started, Justin and Zach and David and myself started looking at, especially during the pandemic, was ways to um, expand the program outside of the event fundraising system that we that we do on an annual basis. And look, that's it's been it's been the bell cow. We, they our college and high school chapters raise over $2.5 million a year for conservation. So that's phenomenal. But uh, two things, one at the varsity level, uh, we started what's called DU TRAP, which stands for Team Resource Assistance Program. It's an opportunity for us to give back to one of the fastest growing sports in the country with youth shooting sports. Um, Obviously the cost to travel and to shoot and to do all the things that they have to do to compete is, is huge. And so the DU TRAP program essentially allows allows uh, shooting teams to partner with Ducks Unlimited. Um, they they have the benefit of, of our buying power and our corporate partnerships with folks like Yeti and Traeger Grills. We provide them with the merchandise, uh, with tickets, all the promotional material that they need. They sell those tickets for a chance to win these cool prizes, and they they keep the money. Uh, and it's immediate funds that they get to use for travel or shotgun shells and things of that nature. Um, so that's one program. And and then the other is um, spinoff of third term. It's with our collegiate chapter program. And something that as an organization we're getting more heavily involved with, and that is the R3 movement. Uh, tell people what the R3s are. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so used to That's like my old banking days <laughs> right. calling it a HELOC. Um, so R3 is recruit, retain, and reactivate um, hunters and shooting sports enthusiasts. And so, um, you know, Ducks Unlimited, through another survey that we have done, has impacted over 5,000 youth uh, since 2017 in a, what we call a traditional mentored hunt. And that's phenomenal. And youth mentor hunts, you, they're, they're, you've got to have them and they're very, very important. But, you know, and this is something that Nick Wiley kind of opened up my eyes to and all of us is that our university and, and our varsity chapter programs are a, um, it's a foundation for peer-to-peer mentoring. And it's, it's so hard and I have found this out even with my own son and daughter getting them involved in the outdoors. It's so hard just to take someone hunting one time and then turn them loose. 
especially waterfowl hunting. And so what we're finding is that our university chapters, uh, those, those committees are fostering those relationships to get these, these young men and women in the outdoors, whether it's fishing, it could be waterfowl, turkey, deer, it doesn't matter, but they're taking them consistently and they're building a, a safe network. They feel comfortable asking questions and they're not just going out one time, they're going out all season. And so that's something that we're really focused on um, moving forward is that uh, the R3 movement is really taken off and Ducks Unlimited wants to ensure that we have a, uh, a pretty big seat at the table. We feel like we have a lot to offer. I, I like that we've kind of gone that direction because it's it's at that age when we have these university students uh, and even in, into high school to some extent where, where they have the know-how they have the means to go. They don't rely on a, a father or mother to take them hunting. They actually have uh, have the means to do that. And I think that's a really big part of it. Well, I know it is. It's obviously a really big part of it. You have to have the means and the way uh, the way to, to get there to do those things. So that's pretty cool that we're trying to focus in that way. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited about it. Mark, let's talk about our Ducks Unlimited Scholarship Program. Uh, there was a um, a, a press release back in October, I believe it was, uh, that I referenced here. And so I wanted to get a bit more from you on this. So just uh, for people that may not be aware of our scholarship program, give us a big picture view of what it is and when do we start it? Sure. So the scholarship program started in October of 2017. The first class that we awarded, the inaugural class, would be 2018. So Ducks Unlimited has awarded a total of 183 scholarships for $135,000 since its inception. And the reason the program started was, you know, we, as I mentioned earlier, we really focused on growing that varsity chapter program, providing something for that 12 to 17 age demographic. And, you know, they've, they've been blowing it out of the water for us, raising so much money for the Ducks and, um, you know, continuing on their volunteer career into college and even into adulthood. And so we wanted to give something back to those uh, high school age volunteers that were doing so much for us. And it this was a process. It took a couple of years to get it off the ground. Again, I said Dr. Ronald Robertson was was instrumental in this. We have a volunteer selection committee that's chaired by Dr. Luke Laborde, who's also uh, the uh, student advisor, faculty advisor for the Tiger chapter. Um, Dr. Peggy Sundstrom has also been instrumental in that. But so again, it was a process, but we were very, very excited. And the organization has been nothing but supportive. We have a youth and education endowment that actually funds these scholarships so that it's, it's, um, it, it, it's all streamlined as far as the funding is concerned. Again, it's, it's a way for us to give back to those volunteers that have given so much of their time to DU. Um, and that's, that's really how it evolved. Has the number of scholarships that we offer grown over these last few years? So the number of applications that we've gotten in has varied and has grown since year one, um, but we award 61 scholarships. They're one-time scholarships, and they're for graduating high school seniors. Um, we do not uh, specify particular major, as you as you kicked off the show with. There are a lot of different um, positions within the organization that all go back to conservation. So they do not have to major 
in any specific arena, especially with, with regards to being a, you know, biologist or an engineer or anything like that. That leads me to a natural question here about what are the criteria? What do we look at whenever we are uh, evaluating the applicants? So the, again, we do have a volunteer selection committee um, that reviews these applications uh, generally just after March 1st. Um, but what they must have in order to, to apply is one, a graduating high school senior that's going to be attending a, either a uh, two-year accredited university or college, four-year, and then also this year we're opening it up to trade and vocational schools. They must be a DU member. So that that doesn't mean if they're not a member now, they can't sign up to be a member. They can to apply. Um, they must have at least a 2.8 uh, cumulative GPA in order to apply. Um, now, volunteer history is important. They don't have to be a volunteer within the organization, but we do give um extra criteria rating points to those that have been a part of a volunteer, excuse me, a, a varsity chapter or even an adult chapter or a local community chapter for Ducks Unlimited. You mentioned that we give 60 scholarships annually. Six, uh, 61. 61. Well, that's yeah. right. That's right. I forgot about the one. The one national. That's the one that's national. A big boy. 61. Here's an opportunity to talk about that breakdown of 61. I, I know, as you have just referenced, there is one national award. There's a couple of different gradations there in, in the, the level of those scholarships. So talk about those. Yeah. So uh, right now we currently, again, offer 61 scholarships on an annual basis. We offer 50 scholarships at $500. Uh, we offer 10 scholarships at 1000 and then one national scholarship for $10,000. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's been great. I have the, the, the privilege of, um, typically calling those that have won the 500 level scholarship, which is what we call a varsity scholarship, the, the thousand dollar scholarships or the conservation scholarships. And, you know, it, just, just to see the, the reaction from these young men and women and even their parents will sometimes jump on the phone and just say, thank you for not only what your organization is, is, is teaching our, 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 our children, but also for, for this opportunity to give back to them. And I've gotten handwritten letters, which I love. I'm a big proponent of that form of communication. And so it's been cool to see. If you could kind of shine the light on who was our winner from our national winner from, from this last year. So really cool. You, you know, earlier, Mike, you talked about diversity uh, and we had a, a young lady by the name of uh, Betsy Newble who was um, uh, awarded the national scholarship last year. And you'll be very excited to know that Betsy is attending Mississippi State University. Yep. I knew it. In the I knew fall. it. <laughs> and, and she was with the, um, uh, she's from uh, Tennessee Martin. Um, and they have, they have a great um, varsity chapter program there. Um, Jimbo Robinson is the regional director. And in fact, that was one of the first varsity chapter events that I ever went to years ago um, was there in, in Martin. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm very excited about Betsy. And she's already gotten involved with the, the Mississippi State University chapter. And so there's a, just a prime example uh, of a young lady that, that, that gave so much during her high school career and volunteer career for the Ducks. And now she's national scholarship winner and, and going to Mississippi State. And there's no doubt in my mind, she'll, you know, she'll be on that state committee uh, once she graduates or a national level committee. I, I kind of feel like 
my work here is done, Mark, because <laughs> before we got to that particular part of the conversation, not that I was counting, but I think we had three references to Ole Miss and none to Mississippi State. But now I think we've shifted the balance there. So we shifted the balance. <laughs> I'm, I'm, mar- I'm married a Bulldog, though, Mike. So, I mean, I can't, you know, I pull for the maroon and white when they're not playing Ole Miss. That's all good. Awesome. Mark, I think we are closing in on on a wrap-up here. Uh, you've talked about some of the cool stories that you've had. Uh, I, I think the interest, you mentioned the interest in the scholarship program has accelerated. Um, and I, I guess I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to tell people how they can find out more about these scholarships, where they can find information on how and where to apply. Uh, so just give us that, that information here at this time. Sure. We try to keep it pretty, pretty simple. Um, they can visit ducks.org slash scholarship to get more information and apply. Everything is done online. Um, the process opened for the 2021 scholarship um, awards in October of 2020, and we will shut it down on March 1st. 2021. So they have between now and March 1st of this year, we are now in 2021, uh, to apply. And then, like I mentioned earlier, our volunteer selection committee will start to uh, review the applications and we will announce winners on or after April 15th. So no later than uh, April 15th, April 16th, somewhere right in that window, we'll will notify. And, and then we, the cool thing too, is, I mean, not only they get their name in the, in the magazine, um, in years past, the national scholarship winner has been, um, they come to the national Ducks Unlimited National Convention, um, which is typically end of May, 1st of June and get to get up on stage in front of, front of the audience. And so it's, it's really cool. And we're hoping and, and fingers crossed that we'll be in New Orleans celebrating a national convention together, uh, this year. It's not hard at all to get excited about our youth and education programs. Anything to do with education and recruiting new members, new volunteers at the youthful ages into the the wetland conservation mission. So, Mark, I thank you for your time here on this episode. I wanted to give you an opportunity to say any other things that we may have that we may not have covered here, but uh, otherwise, from thank you for your time. Yeah, no, Mike, it's it's awesome to be here. Um, just. Very appreciative for the support from DU, not just from from volunteers, from staff. Uh, one thing that I did not mention, um, from a conservation education standpoint, we partnered with a company called ICEV um, and launched what we call the Ducks Unlimited Ecology Conservation and Management Certification. Uh, it actually just launched uh, about a little over a year ago. Um, and so that's that's something we're very excited about. It, it is for uh, high school, uh, high school age students, but it's also for individuals. Um, if you're a working professional, myself, I, I'm going to take it. I know Justin Acock, who I work with, a colleague of mine, he's taken it. Um, but it's, it's a really cool opportunity to learn more about uh, ecology principles um, and not just not just for wetlands, but for grasslands and forests. We kind of cover a, a very, very wide topic there. And it's, um, it's a really awesome project. Mark, the youth and education program is clearly, clearly growing. And we've just, uh, we, we've talked a fair bit here about the scholarship program, and we've just touched on a number of other uh, pieces of the youth and education program. So I'd love to have you back at some other time to dig into more details on some of these other things, if, if you'd be willing to do that. Man, I'd love to, Mike. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. A special thanks to my guest on today's episode, Mark Horvitz, Ducks Unlimited's Manager of Youth and Education Programs. I hope everyone is excited about all this, the the, the new work that's occurring within our youth programs here, uh, as I am. 
A special thanks also to our producer, Clay Baird, for the work he does on these episodes. And then to you, the listener, we thank you for your time and support and for your passion and commitment to wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.